Hello, my friend. Before we get into the Hairstylist Rising podcast, I have to tell you a secret. I just launched a brand new podcast called The Visionary Rising. You are going to love this new podcast if you're ready for beyond the basics marketing, business, mindset, and visibility for creative entrepreneurs, including hairstylists, educators, coaches, photographers, and online business owners. And Hairstylist Rising will remain a place where you can listen in on conversations with industry leaders, whereas the actual marketing and mindset lessons from yours truly will mostly exist over on the new show. So make sure you go follow wherever you're listening to this podcast. The Visionary Rising was born because I realized that although we come from similar backgrounds in terms of a lot of us being hairstylists, we need to stop seeing ourselves just as our job description and start seeing ourselves for who we truly are. In my community, I realized the thing we have in common isn't just the beauty industry. It's that we are visionaries, we are creatives with heart, we have so much purpose and a burning desire to make a huge impact. We want to build businesses that give us the lifestyles that we dream about and also start a ripple effect for our clients and communities. Now, here's the fun thing. I've actually created a bunch of bonus content for you, and all you have to do is hit subscribe on the Visionary Rising podcast over on your favorite podcast player and leave a rating so I can see what you think. Then just send me a DM and DM me a screenshot over on Instagram on the brand new page, The Visionary Rising, and we'll send your bonus goodies over. I am so excited for you to listen into this new show. We have just dropped three incredible episodes to celebrate our launch. So pause this, go check out The Visionary Rising, and we can get into today's episode. Welcome to Hairstylist Rising Podcast. Together, we are going to dive deep into mindset, marketing, and finding fulfillment in this beautiful industry. I'm your host, Jody Brown, and I am a hairstylist veteran turned online entrepreneur and mindful marketing mentor just for beauty pros. No topic is off limits. We are going to pull back the curtain and discover the success secrets of hairstylists that are rising. Hi, and welcome to the first Hairstylist Rising podcast of 2021. I am so excited to have my friend, Laura, on the podcast today. Hi, Laura. Hi, Jody. Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year. I'm so excited to have you as my guest today. You were my first ever guest on the podcast, so it feels really good to be starting this new year with one of our favorite topics, which is how you can hone a positive mindset. And we're going to approach it a little bit differently this time. We're going to keep it really actionable and give my listeners some strategies that they can use to shift their mindset and go into 2021 on a really positive note. I am really excited about this one, actually. And I did not know that I was the first one and the first one for 2021. So how fitting is that? (laughs) It feels very full circle. There's something to be said for a fresh start, I think. And a new year always brings with it so much excitement and so many new opportunities. First of all, though, do you just want to give a little bit of background for my listeners on who you are, what you do, and what lights you up? 
A hundred percent. Yes. So my name's Laura Simmons. Um, you can find me on Instagram under Laura Simmons. And I am a coach for the ambitious hairstylist. I help established stylists that are in the industry who are looking to level up and expand their business, their mindset, their overall quality of life to bring in more abundance. So I host a free Facebook group actually called the Elevated Hairstylist, which I will be rebranding this year. So keep your eyes peeled for that. And I um, host collective. So I'll do masterminds. I do one-on-one coaching. So I really love reaching out to our industry and helping this hairstylist rise into their highest self so they can do more of what they love. I really enjoy the focus on not just business, but also quality of life. Because so often I think as hairstylists in in the online space, we get so focused on what we can accomplish and what we can achieve. And we don't think about how our life feels, how our business feels to us and seeking fulfillment in that way. Yes. And that can be a whole topic of itself. <laughs> but I'm very <laughs> passionate about teaching stylists to do just that, you know, embodying not only behind the chair, but as well their, their life every day as to who they are, how do they want to feel, and what is their impact that they're making in, in the lives of others. So we are going to talk about just that today, and we're going to talk about three things to let go of in 2021 and three things to lean into in 2021. And this is going to apply to your business. This is going to apply to your life. So let's let's kick off three things that we're going to let go of. So we're going to talk about letting go of that comparison trap letting go of expectations, and my favorite, letting go of that hustle mentality. (laughs) Let's start with the comparison trap. For me, when I think of comparison, I immediately think of social media and the highlight reel that we're watching of other hairstylists and then comparing ourselves to And I'm not saying that we shouldn't be posting the highlights and, you know, enjoying our successes on social media, but I'm saying that when we look, when we consume, we need to consume critically and think, okay, this is just the good stuff. So don't compare your down moments to someone else's highlights. Yeah, I... I admire that and echo that. And it's something that I really even personally been working on over the last few years is the comparison. So for anyone who is, you know, brand new to starting an Instagram page or if they've been in it for like five years and they still feel that they're not adequate to the other people out there. But there's really a lot of strategy that goes into any type of growth, whether it's social media, whether it's behind the chair, whether it's personal development. And I always say you can't compare your day one to their day 101 or their day 1001, like you really have to be intentional with where you're starting and honoring that. And I loved what you said about when you jump in, when you jump on and you're intentional about what you're doing, especially on social media. Um, it's a really hard thing to practice, in my opinion, because we are so accustomed to looking at all the shiny objects. And then mm-hmm. we're also, whether or not you guys know it or not, you're you've been taught to compare, right? Like look at what they're doing and look where you could be. And we tell ourselves these stories, which make ourselves feel bad. I always say I, I make my, I hurt my own feelings more often than others hurt my feelings because of what I tell myself. (laughs) A lot of the time we do that. And I mean, here's something that I do that helps me a little bit. I like to really curate my Instagram feed. And what I mean by that is if I 
there's people that I love and respect that I don't, that I don't follow. So I'll mute their, their feed and then I can go look at it when I want to, not when it shows up. So if I want to go and support somebody and, you know, check out what they're doing, I can do so intentionally instead of having something show up in my feed that I'm then comparing myself to. And it really spirals me. And yeah, that's something that was really important when I first started this journey and started, whether you're a hairstylist, whether you're a coach, whether you are in the online space or not, I think just making sure that your feed is a source of inspiration, not a source of comparison. Wow. That was a really great advice you just gave actually that I've never done. I personally have (laughs) never muted accounts. Um, I've unfollowed and not to be mean, but it really is to just protect your energy. And Mm -hmm. if there's anything you can do to help protect that, then take these important tips that Jody just shared with you and go ahead and do that today. <laughs> like go ahead and just do it. And it's not to be mean. And I've seen actually other people that have said, you know, I've gone through and I cleaned up um, my followers. Please don't be upset if you have been unfollowed. I'm just trying to curate my feed because the intention behind Instagram is to inspire you. It's not to mm-hmm. make you feel bad. And if for any reason there's somebody that makes you think twice about your lifestyle, think twice about what you do behind the chair in a negative way. They're not trying to hurt your feelings. It's really just something that's triggered inside of you that you need to be aware of. And maybe it's just time to put them on mute, take a break and revisit it when you're ready. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. You don't want to be triggered. Like there's too many things in life that trigger us and why take the joy away from something that's supposed to be inspiring. Absolutely. And it doesn't have to be a bad thing. Sometimes we're like, oh, this means I'm not supportive. It can almost trigger a second wave of that, you know, that comparison because you're like, why, why is this triggering me? Why is this making me feel a certain way? And I think that we need to kind of detach from that. It doesn't say something about you. It just says, okay, that's not resonating with me right now. That's not giving me what I need from, from my experience on social media. So it's, it's just giving you what you need to be able to show up as your best self, essentially. Yep. I absolutely so. agree. So let that go in 2021. Yes. Let it go. All right. Our second thing that we're going to let go of in 2021 is expectations. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get a little bit more specific because I think obviously we can't let go of all of our expectations. Um <laughs> But maybe we let go of something that immediately comes to mind to me when I think about this is be stubborn about your goals and flexible about your methods. So you have somewhere you want to be. Release the expectation that everything is going to go to plan because it isn't. Like, let's kind of let's get into that flow a little bit more in 2021 and allow things to happen, allow opportunities to present themselves and not be quite so rigid. Yes. It's really good to have intentions, goals, plans for the new year. Like you really should have things that you are excited to work towards, Mm -hmm. but you don't have to have every single step of the way figured out from day one because that's not how it works. It's really important to ask yourself, how am I going to get here versus like, what is my path supposed to be? Because when we set these really rigid expectations for what it's supposed to look like and feel like, and then obviously those do not get met, then you feel like a failure. And then this whole exactly. cycle of 
you know, I didn't do it to my expectation. I'm a terrible person. I suck. And then you start falling into the spiral of this self-destructing inner dialogue. That's not even true. It's things that you're saying to yourself again, that hurt your own feelings. Yeah. So it's really important to release expectations um, and be open to flow, be open to creating, be open to what you, I'm sure you guys have heard this co-creating with the universe and seeing what comes out of that because the path isn't going to look straight and it's not supposed to. And that's really where a lot of the lessons come in that you learn and grow from. Co-creating with the universe. I absolutely love that. I'm writing it down. Um, (laughs) More gems from Laura. Amazing. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, when, and I think too, like, as you were saying that, what was coming to mind for me was a lot, like if we can release the expectations of like that really rigid path, Maybe if step two doesn't go 100% um, to plan, then we don't have to completely give up on step three because we're a little bit more fluid now. We're releasing the expectation that everything's going to go exactly to plan so we can pivot and we can be fluid. And I think that that is going to serve you better when you're trying to achieve your goals and reach those dreams than you know, throwing the baby out with the bathwater the second <laughs> something doesn't go exactly your way. Yes. And I was sharing with you in the beginning, and I'm going to actually read a quote from a book that it's called Dream Big by Bob Goff. And it's an incredible book. And it really does teach you a lot of fundamentals from the mindset side of what what tools do you need to start chasing after your ambitions. And what this passage says is, what you need to really believe in your gut is that in God's economy, nothing is ever wasted, not your pain, nor your disappointments, or your setbacks. These are your tools. They can be used later as a recipe for your best work. Quit throwing away the batter. So in a sense, like it's a recipe. You're creating this beautiful recipe for your unique inspiration, aspiration, whatever you're chasing, your, your, your goals. So don't be so hard on yourself. Exactly. I'm going to link to that book in the show notes so that people can check it out. I think that's such a powerful passage. I'm excited to read that book myself now. So I think that's, we've really hit the nail on the head with releasing expectations. And even further that expect to fail, expect for things not to work out um, exactly as you plan, because that way you're not disappointed when things change and when you have to pivot and, and, you know, kind of go with the flow a little bit more. Yep. Failure. Let it go. (laughs) I teach so much about yourself. And if we can think back to even 2020, God forbid 2020 is done. But looking back, I think I, I see so much gratitude. I see so many lessons. I see so much shifting that happened through the year that people are coming out of it with a different perspective. And had we not have gone through a really tough year in all modalities, we wouldn't be where we are today. So there are gifts amongst our failures. Absolutely. And lessons, right? Everything is a lesson. And I think it's, we can mourn for the tragedies of 2021 and still embrace the lessons that have come out of it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we are going to let go of those expectations in 2021. Now, the third and final, I'm so excited to talk about this. (laughs) Let go of that hustle mentality. Yep. I used to be the queen of hustle, like and grind. And I love teaching people to do it, which I look back on that. I'm like, that was so, I was so misaligned, but I didn't know it then. 
yeah, no, it's hard to know because I think a lot of the time this is what we are taught from such a young, like, and it's, it doesn't come from a bad place, but like, just work harder. All you have to do is work harder. And actually, I mean, that's one way to do it for sure. And I'm not saying that you can't make more money by working harder. You can always see more clients. You can always do it that way. But what is the sacrifice there? And what if there's a better way to do it? What if there's a better way that allows you to acknowledge that rest is productive as well? You can be productive without having to be busy every single second of your life. Yes, yes. You know, the I think hustle, there's a there's a time and a place to fully sprint. And you have to know when that time is. Because you can't, like an athlete, you can't sprint for like 365 days of the year. Like it's just not gonna happen. <laughs> there are times and places for that sprint, but then you have to learn how to like soften into what I call the feminine energy of flow. And maybe it is rest. Maybe it's giving yourself time away from social media. Maybe it's giving yourself a break, like a week off from work. Maybe it's like you shared with me, it's reading a couple books and you're not even doing personal development. Maybe it's just taking rest and time for yourself so you can come back with a fresh set of eyes and have a new, a newfound respect for what you're working on and doing. Yes. Oh my goodness. I'm not a big believer in work-life balance. Okay. So what I mean by that is I, I don't want the pursuit of balance to become another thing that's on my list of things to tick off. Does that make sense? I want it to be, yeah, I want it to be a flow and like a work-life rhythm. So what I mean by that is I don't want to beat myself up if I want to work for 12 hours one day. Likewise, I don't want to beat myself up if I literally can't even open my phone and read some historical fiction, which is my guilty pleasure. (laughs) So, you know, I think it's I think it's allowing ourselves to kind of be where we are and realize that not every moment needs to be accounted for giving yourself permission to kind of, like you said, soften and and be where you need to be in that moment without always having that, what am I accomplishing? What am I getting done? What am I working towards every single minute of the day? Yeah, it's really, honestly, I think this is something that a lot of ambitious people struggle with is because Mm -hmm. we feel that that's the way to get things done. And I love that this conversation is happening because there's definitely a reframe happening in the world all, like all, all over the world, and especially in our industry, of you know, you can have a great balance between working and between creating and between being a human being and taking care of yourself and still be successful from the outside world, whatever that, whatever that um, stipulation is being put on you for that. Yes. So the hustle is just, I think we're redefining what hustle means. And it's really about creating creating what it is that you're needing and how you want to feel. Cause I think I've fallen victim to overworking. I mean, hello, December. I just, we just wrapped up a really busy month. I work in the salon full time and I came out of that month exhausted. I'm like, wow, I don't want to feel that way next year. So Mm -hmm. what do I need to do to change things so I can respect what I need so I can still show up and do all the extra things for the month of December and not come out of it feeling like I need a week and a half off work. Um, Yes. Yeah. That's so good. I think it's been one of those things too, where a lot of those, I don't even know what you want to call them, like success experts, I guess, you know, the 5am club, like everyone who wants to be successful has to be sleeping four to six hours a Mm -hmm. night. 
don't waste your time sleeping when you could be working. Is it just me or is that the worst advice I've like of all time? <laughs> I mean, I just, I'm a girl, I sleep like eight to nine hours a night. Like I love sleeping. <laughs> yeah, I just can't get behind something that says you can't have the appropriate amount of sleep to nourish your body if you want to be successful. Like, I'm sorry, but that's just not true. So yeah. When I say let's dismantle and let go of hustle mentality, I think that's exactly what I mean. I mean, like, you know, we we have to allow ourselves to be people as well as businesses. And it's a really hard, it's a, it's a blurred line when you are a personal brand, like a beauty professional, a hairstylist, an esthetician, a makeup artist, um, a coach in the beauty space. Like these are all, we are, are our personality is really woven interwoven with our profession. I think when we're in this business, so we just have to be okay with, you know, not always being on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you have anything to add about hustle mentality and how, why we should let it go and how we should let it go? Well, we all know why we should let it go now because it doesn't always serve. Like it doesn't yeah. serve your highest self. If you feel like you are whatever form of hustle that you've been doing and you are like, wow, I really hate the way I feel or I'm really frustrated at the end of my day or there's just like, let's just say you come home and you have that like chip on your shoulder because this is these are all things that have happened to me in my business. I have to really take a step back and be like, what is not working? Why am I feeling this way? Like, do I need to pivot the way my day is behind the chair? Do I need to pivot my hours in the salon? Do I need to pivot my morning ritual? Like, what are things that I need to do to adjust, play with it, feel it out, and then readjust again to get into a place that feels better, that feels good? good. And that doesn't mean become a lazy human being, but it just means like you can still create a lot of energy, um, a lot of money, a lot of um, impact in the world without having to physically hustle hard. Um, So redefining hustle to me is the biggest thing and letting go of what our old expectations of hustle is and what the new or the new uh, meaning of that is to you. Yes. And I want to add something too. I think that as far as like how we can apply this to, you know, hairstylists behind the chair. It's about more than just being behind the chair now, right? Like it's about more than the hours running a business is about more than doing hair in the world we live in today. I'm a big believer that work expands to the time you allot for it. If you say, okay, this is what I'm going to do with my time. I'm going to schedule out my social media posts for the next month. And I'm going to give myself two hours to do it. Chances are you're going to get it done in two hours. If you give yourself an hour a day to do the same task, chances are it's going to take you an hour a day. This actually segues really beautifully into our Mm. first thing to lead into. (laughs) But we're saying take a break from that hustle mentality doesn't mean we're saying stop doing the things that you need to make your business run. We're just saying, don't let it be your entire life and, and acknowledge that the periods of rest and the periods of, you know, soul nourishing rejuvenation that every single human needs take equal priority to those, you know, quote unquote productive hours. Yep. I, Oh, I love that. And it really does parlay well into leading into our next list, which I'm going to dive into that plan with flow. Is that your next one? Yes. Oh, yes. So with flow. (laughs) So that's so good because by releasing that hustle, so let's just, for for me, for being like a spiritual human, 
hustle means masculine. And masculine is not always a bad thing, but it's like the hustle, the grind, like the full, the full sprint, like I talked about earlier. So mm-hmm. when we think about planning with flow, it's like, how can I drop into creating and planning and making it feel good and allowing me to have my soul nourished as I do this so it doesn't feel so depleting? We don't want to yeah. feel depleted in our business. So by setting aside time blocks, by being intentional with planning out, if, if planning out your year sounds really overwhelming, great. Start with six months or maybe start with three months or maybe start with the next like 30 days. You need mm-hmm. to kind of chip off what feels best for you and start kind of outlining what that looks like, but also be in a place that things can change and pivot too. So just because things don't go out the way you expected the plan to be, doesn't mean it's not right or wrong. It just means that you need to be in a place of being okay with the flow shifting and changing. So I um, personally, this year I shared with Jody earlier, I've never done this before, but I decided each month I'm taking off a day during the week, just once a month to allow more time to create space for whatever it may be, whether it's behind the chair, whether it's in the salon, whether it's Instagram, I don't know. It's 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 allowing myself to have that time to play and to not always feel like I have this nine to five job and getting up and going to in the salon and I never have time for me to do things. So there's the answer to my problem. And I went through today and I blocked it off and it feels really good and it still feels a little bit scary because it's taking... As a, as a stylist would say, it's taking money away from their week, but at the same time, it's creating so much more ease. It is worth that transaction for me to have that time. So what can you do to create better flow moving forward in your year? And that question goes, what can you lean into more and let go of? I love that. It's it's one of those things too that um, I think as far as planning goes, it can be it can be hard for the creative brain, right? And we talked about this, um, We, you and I have talked about this a little bit before, where sometimes I think as, because we're, you know, when we're behind the chair, our time is very scheduled, right? So we work on appointments, we are quite rigid, obviously, we have to be in order to run, you know, our businesses in a way that serves us and our clients, we need to figure out our timing. So a lot of the times we resist planning outside of our hours in the salon. And we think that that is the way to, you know, give ourselves freedom and, you know, have, we, we think that that's flow, but in reality, what ends up happening is for me, at least is if I don't give myself plans, I am working all the time because all I see is that bigger picture and I think, okay, I need to be chipping away at this. I need to be getting things done. I need to be, you know, and it, I get less done even though I feel like I'm never taking any time off. And I definitely fell into this trap when I stepped away from my business behind the chair this year and went into full-time online education and coaching was because I was able to work 24 hours a day. I did. And I thought, oh, this is so freeing because it's so, um, it's not scheduled, but in reality, it was taking up every single part of my day. Yes. I actually have fallen victim of this as well. And I think anyone who does social media and works behind the chair feels that also. I mean, it it is a time-consuming thing. It can be full-time work if you let it. And Mm -hmm. It is really about respecting your boundaries. Now, if you don't have, let's just say you don't have a lot of obligations outside of the slot, meaning you're not married, you don't have kids, you have more time and you enjoy it, 
go for it. Do it all day long. I totally will give you like a major support in that. However, if you feel like, okay, this is becoming a chore, I I notice that I'm being sucked into this because it's now an obligation that I chose to take on and you are not allowed or you're not allowing yourself time to show up for your family or time for even just yourself, like you need to reassess. Like it's okay to reassess. There's no blueprint telling you how many hours you have to be on social media in order to be successful. That's that's a total false thing that I think is put out there. Absolutely. And I... And I think too, like, it's so easy. I mean, and this is something that I have to be conscious of is like, how easy is it to just start scrolling like mindlessly? Yeah, it's it. It happens, right? I like to use a scheduling tool personally, because that way, I can go in and I can actually plan out my content, I can write my captions, I can go over and make sure that I'm delivering value and showing up and serving my audience without getting super distracted. So for me, that is part of my planning with flow, as opposed to having that willpower to not scroll. For me, it's more about creating an atmosphere that it is, it, I don't have to exhibit that willpower. I can just go in and I can do what I need to do. And I don't have to worry about being tempted to start scrolling and looking at what everyone else is doing. I can just do what I need to do, get it done and then get on with my day. Yeah. I, I teach this actually with some of my coaching students, especially because the social media comes up a lot. And I say, there's a few things that you do on social media. You either obviously scroll mindlessly, which allows you to kind of decompress because that's one way that us stylists can feel quote unquote inspired and decompress, but it's a trick. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes you can fall victim to mindless scrolling. And then before you know it, two hours have gone by. So for me, it's like, I need to show up either with intention. My intention is to what? be inspired. So I'm going to be consuming people's work that inspires me. I'm going to either contribute. So I'm adding value by posting or also adding value by commenting and uplifting my peers. Mm-hmm. Or you really do just give yourself that time to like mindlessly scroll. Like it's like three options. You choose one, two, or three, and you commit to that. And then you have a time set and you get off of it. It just, yes. it's setting your boundaries up. So you prevent yourself from going down that rabbit hole back to number one of comparison and not feeling good about yourself. Totally. And you know what? That's actually such a great, um, great way of looking at it, like separating those three different tasks because I've read, so I'm in the middle actually of reading Atomic Habits by James Clear. Um, And one of the things he says is give things their separate spaces. So I love that you say like use those different intentions and if you need to, like you can use them differently. So for me, when I'm contributing, I'm doing that for my laptop. I'm writing things out from, and when I'm contributing content, I mean, not when I'm going and engaging because I think that's really important too. Um, But yeah, so I'm planning that out on later is the program I use. I think it's amazing. Um, And so I do that from my laptop. That's where I plan. That's where I do things. So that's my space for contributing. And then when I'm going on Instagram, I am either scrolling to be inspired or engaging with my audience. And I don't feel that pressure to be creating because that's already done. And that's not why I'm here today. Mm Mm-hmm. So, um, and I think that again, that kind of goes, so lean into planning. I think that it's easy to resist, but it will give you back your time. It will give you back more freedom. If you have introducing a little structure allows the rest of your time to be free and to be yours. 
Yes. I, I absolutely can echo that. And I'm doing, I'm doing that this year. So I hope you guys listening, start implementing some of this for yourself because you'll be surprised how much more time you have to do the other things that you haven't yet done. Absolutely. And I think that goes into our next point, which is lean into creating space. Now, Laura shared that she has blocked off a day, um, a month. So you know that you are going to have that time to do whatever it is that you feel you need to do. So you're planning to have space in your schedule. Yes. And those of us, again, that are high performing, what happens is when we create space, sometimes we're like, oh, now I have the space to do more other things. And then you add more to your plate. So the space is now gone and you don't actually have a space and you over obligated yourself to other things because quote unquote, it's available. So Mm -hmm. one thing I'm practicing this year is by creating space is not to fill it with other things to do. So allowing that space to really be in the flow of, okay, what, what is it that I need to do that day when that day comes? Or maybe I actually just end up having a day off where I just decompressed because I actually really needed that. Mm -hmm. And I tend to take on extra things because one, I'm high performing, two, I'm type A, three, I'm like, I can do it all because I'm superwoman. And, (laughs) you know, like you said earlier, it's just making me look busy and not, I'm actually not being productive. So what are some things that you can probably let go of and not add more to your plate so you have that extra time to be in flow to create? I love that. I am committing in 2021 to taking a day off a week. I'm not going to ban myself, but I am going to take at least one day a week where I do not commit to anything so that I can have that space if I need it. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's key to avoiding that burnout. I was sharing with you earlier that throughout December, I was really, really sick. I was out for like three weeks. I wasn't being productive in my own estimations. I was sleeping a lot of the time and I was able to meet my work obligations and then not much more than that. So the story I told myself is, oh, because in December I wasn't as productive as I wanted, that means that I need to be working overtime through the holidays when I'm finally feeling better. And that was my plan. And that was what I was telling myself. And I think the first day that I was feeling better, I woke up and I was like, you know what? Being sick is not time off. (laughs) Like that is not a vacation. (laughs) That's not going to refill your cup. So I think that goes back to the letting go of the hustle mentality. It's okay to not be doing anything work-related sometimes to avoid burnout and to avoid creating unrealistic expectations of ourselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Take a true break. You're not going to fall behind. Like there is no race. There is no end. You're not going to like miss out on any like crucial information that you had to have. Like take a break. Every Saturday, I actually take the day off of work from the salon. And I also take the day off of Instagram. We don't at all show up on Instagram unless I'm doing something really fun. I just want to post it on my story, which to me, that's not Mm -hmm. hard to do Um, because it's important for me to like reset my brain and be ready for my next week. So what that looks like for you is going to be different than what's for me. Absolutely. And I think it's knowing yourself too, right? I think the creating space and the planning kind of go hand in hand. So Mm. for me, I know about myself if I have everything planned, like scheduling social media posts, for instance. So if I have all of my social media posts scheduled and planned, then it becomes easier for me to create that space because then I'm not worrying about anything. I'm able to 
thoroughly enjoy that time. I'm able to really be present for whatever it is that I'm doing that day or that week or whatever it is. It doesn't eat away at me in the back of my mind. Sometimes there are times where I've taken a complete week off and it doesn't bother me at all. And that's great. And nothing is scheduled. But for the most part, I know myself and I know that having that planned and taken care of is what allows me to create that space. And then I know for some people, it's it's better to not have to worry about it at all and know that nothing is happening on social media. So I think it's just learning learning what works the best for you and realizing what you need to do to create the kind of space that works for you personally. Yep. Learning about yourself a hundred percent. Exactly. And self-awareness I think is a huge part of creating space. Um, and I think they go hand in hand. The more time you give yourself to just be, the more, the better you're going to get to know yourself, right? Absolutely. All right, so we are going to lean into creating that space in 2021. And our third point that we're going to lean into is stepping into your future self. And I am so excited to discuss this one with you. Oh, it is such a good one. And leaning, stepping into your future self, it it should feel exciting. It shouldn't be like, oh, crap, I don't know who I am. Well, this is a great (laughs) opportunity for you to start getting curious with who you are, like who are you becoming? So if you guys at all follow me, I talk a lot about who you are. And it's because that if you don't have that self-awareness, like you just mentioned, and certainty of who you are, how the heck do you expect to step into anything with confidence? Because you don't have the foundations built. So having an idea for who you are becoming or what your future self may be is a really fun practice. You could do a visualization, you could do a meditation, you can even just do a journal prompt. And it's embodying all aspects of who you are. So envisioning what you look like. What are you wearing? How do your clothes feel? What kind of quality clothes are you wearing? Like you can, you envision this to your highest ability of who you want to be. What location do you want to be in? What does your environment look like? What does your environment feel like to you? What is going to be supporting your highest self, your biggest dreams, your biggest aspirations best? And By stepping into this and really getting a good feel and really getting comfortable, which is most important, more comfortable with who this person is, you then start taking actionable steps and things of what you can start doing today that are going to get you closer to that higher self because you're not that far away from who that person is. I can tell you that you're much closer than you give yourself credit for. It's really just allowing yourself that creative space to figure out who that is. And visualization is something that I think a lot of us do without really knowing. I remember being so young and just like not knowing, obviously, that visualization was something that was happening, but just like thinking about my future and just daydreaming, even as like a teen, as a kid. Um, And then somehow we get out of that habit, I think. So visualization is such a powerful tool. I think, like I said, a lot of the time we get out of this habit. How do you start? What advice would you give for someone who doesn't even know where to start? So my favorite way of doing visualization is guided. And there's a lot of free, I mean, we have so much access to free content now, whether it's on Instagram or whether it's on um, YouTube or even a podcast. Um, One of my favorite apps to use, and I'm not at all endorsing them, but I just love them, is Insight Timer. They have a ton of free um, meditations to walk you through things. 
Um, but there are some really beautiful visualizations that have already been created that you can do yourself. If you aren't comfortable doing a guided visualization, even just by simply sitting in a quiet room and you can put on your favorite music or you can do it without music and just close your eyes down, dropping in, which is really just breathing, like just breathe into your space and just settle into feeling your body. And you can start just walking yourself through and thinking about, you know, who, if I were to be anybody or if I were to be anywhere, where would that be? And it's just literally daydreaming, daydreaming a concept of where you would like your life to be. And the one thing that I say is don't limit your daydreams to what is available to you right now. Be open to where these daydreams could go because by putting out there what these things, like let's just say you envision yourself in Bali in the middle of this luscious forest, this rainforest, and you're surrounded and you hear birds and you hear monkeys and you're in this like beautiful, tranquil place. But if you were to limit yourself from envisioning that because you're like, I can't afford that, I'm never going to get there, you're never going to be open to receiving the guidance to actually getting to Bali, which I can tell you that Bali is not that far away and it's not that expensive to get to if you save properly and you plan accordingly. Mm-hmm. So it's those I things. It's so simple. And it's those things that allow you to start really expanding, expanding your being, expanding your purpose and expanding your dreams and making them real, like really making them real. And usually when I come out of my visualizations or my meditations, I always journal. I journal out what came to me. Um, you know, I talk about what was I wearing? How did I feel? What dreams came to me? What thoughts came to mind? Um, these are usually guided steps for you to actually start taking and it's not just circumstantial, like, oh, I just thought of that because I was in a meditation. These are actually guided steps for you to start taking. I'm going to repeat that a second time because we are really are being guided every day. It's just being aware and open to what those steps are. And receiving those, receiving those little bits of information, I think is so powerful. Yeah, very powerful. We're powerful beings and we are all intuitive. I will say we were all intuitive beings. You just have to be open to it. Absolutely. When we were talking about this, I think the thing that came to me, and I wish that I could remember where I heard this, but it's re reframing the mindset on how we achieve those goals. So when I think about be, do, have, it's the whole concept that you have to reverse the steps, right? So a lot of the times when we think of how we want to get to our future self or how we want to get to where we're going, we think we need to have, it's, it's, we, we naturally think we need to have the things so that we can do what we need to be the person that we want to be, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Whereas the whole concept of be, do, have is you start acting like that person that you want to be right away, Mm -hmm. right? So you become your future self and you step into them as much as humanly possible. And that is going to give you what you need to do, what you need to do in order to have the life that you envision and dream about. Mm-hmm. And it's so true. Even and I from may have my, butchered that, so forgive me. <laughs> you did a beautiful job explaining it. You you nailed it right on the head. I butchered every time I explained that. <laughs> but it's true because like if you think about, let's just say I – for my, my thing that I want to have. So my thing that I want to have is uh, more money. 
And in order to have more money, I have to do the thing, which is work more hours, which means I then need to become this person that hustles. So you reverse engineered it the wrong way. So instead Mm -hmm. of that, instead of doing it the wrong way, the right way is I want to have more money. So who do I need to become? Well, I need to become a confident hairdresser behind the chair who feels really good about charging more money for her prices and her services. So I can call in my dream clients who want to pay me. So what do I need to do to become that person right now? What are some things that you can do to increase your confidence, to increase your worth, to feel good about charging more money and adjusting your schedule to then start calling in that client so you can have the income you want? Completely different methodology of approaching it, but it feels so much better. And it is... Uh, you, your success rate's a hundred percent. Oh, I love that. And I think that's, you know what, you've hit the nail on the head there. Any other questions you guys have about that, feel free to slide into my DMs or Jody's DMs. Um, I would be happy to give more info on that, especially if you guys are interested in meditations or other resources. I have a whole two belt of spiritual people that I work with that have helped me with this too. All right. I will link to your Instagram in the show notes. And something that Laura and I did at the end of last year that we are continuing into 2021 is on Instagram, we are hosting Mindset Mondays. So this is a live that we do together. And we just kind of start the week off in a really positive, mindful way so that you can start becoming the kind of person um, that you want to be. Yes. The Mindset Mondays are fun and we've had a lot of great topics that we've jammed out on. And I will put a link in the show notes today. All right. Well, this has been such a great episode. I'm just going to recap quickly. Three things to let go of this year. The comparison trap, expectations, and hustle mentality. And we are going to lean into planning with flow creating space to avoid burnout and stepping in to our future selves. Yes. It was a pleasure as always. Thank you for having me on.